A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly ordered his disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. The Gospel of the Lord. Caesarea Philippi, which stood in a lush area near the foot of Mount Hermon, became the religious center for the worship of the Greek god Pan. Years later, when Romans conquered the territory, Herod Philip rebuilt the city and named it after himself. But Caesarea Philippi continued to focus on worship of Greek gods. When Jesus brought his disciples to the area, They must have been shocked. Caesarea Philippi was like a red-light district in their world, and devout Jews would have avoided any contact with the despicable acts committed there. We get the word panic from this frightful god, Pan. Pan had a thirst for carnal pleasure, and once chased a nymph named Syrinx, who turned herself into a stand of marsh reeds, at least that's how the myth goes, So Pan made a flute from the reeds, and that's how the Pan Pipe got its name. It's also why the Walt Disney character Peter Pan plays the flute. To the pagan mind, the cave and spring water at Caesarea Philippi created a gate to the underworld. They believed that their city was literally the gates of the underworld, the gates of Hades. Standing near the pagan temples of Caesarea Philippi, Jesus asked his disciples, Who do you say that I am? Peter boldly replied, You are the Son of the living God. The disciples were probably stirred by the contrast between Jesus, the true and living God, and the false hopes of the pagans who trusted in gods of death. Jesus continued, You are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the underworld will not overcome it. Standing as they were at a literal gate of the underworld, the disciples may have been overwhelmed by Jesus' challenge. Announcing the kingdom of God at the heart of the Roman city named after the emperor is reminiscent of the Magi in Matthew's Gospel showing up in Jerusalem and asking King Herod if he had any information about the newborn king of the Jews. 
Every encounter with Christ changes us. Jesus gives Simon a new name. Peter, kephas in Aramaic, rock, inviting Peter to discover a new identity as the rock on which Jesus will build the church. In Matthew 7, Jesus said, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. In the Bible, when someone is chosen for a special role in God's saving plan, they're given a new name. Abram, who will be the father of a great nation, becomes Abraham. Jacob wrestles with someone, maybe God, and because he was not overcome, his name is no longer Jacob, but Israel. Notice Jesus also calls Simon the son of Jonah. Jonah was the one who got into a boat going the other way when God sent him to preach to the Ninevites, who were Gentiles. Caesarea Philippi is in the very heart of Gentile territory. But Peter, like Jonah, will resist this mission to the Gentiles. In the Acts of the Apostles, shortly after Pentecost, Peter had a dream up on the roof. Large sheets were lowered down three times with all the creatures of the earth in them. Peter is told, take and eat. And like a good Jew, Peter says, God forbid that I should allow anything impure or profane to pass my lips. And three times God says to Peter, Do not call impure or profane that which I call clean. Three times. And then after the third time, while he's still puzzled, a voice rings out. It's like deja vu all over again for Peter. The other time when Peter tried three times to deny something, a voice rang out. The Greek word for when the cock crowed is exactly the same verb that is used when the servants of Cornelius cry out for Peter in the Acts of the Apostles. Those three refusals correspond to the three denials. Peter is betraying, trying to keep himself good. And Peter is refusing, trying to keep himself good. But on his way to Cornelius, he starts to realize that God shows no partiality. And when he gets to Cornelius' house, he makes the first infallible papal pronouncement. You shall call no human impure or unclean. Or rather, my God has told me not to call any human impure or unclean. And with that, Peter opens heaven to the Gentiles, which is the proper exercise of the Petrine power of the keys. The only time the word church is used in the four Gospels comes in today's Gospel. The word church is a translation of the Greek word ekklesia, which means an assembly or gathering together. The word is better translated congregation. The English word church derives from the German word kirche, which refers to a building. A good way to think of the difference is you can lock the doors of a church, kirche, 
but you can't lock an ecclesia gathering. We live within the tension of these opposites. Peter first names Jesus, you are the Christ, and then Jesus names Peter, you are rock. Jesus' intention is to help Peter live out of a new identity. This transformation does not happen at once. Next Sunday, Peter becomes a stumbling block when Jesus announces that he is on his way to Jerusalem to suffer, die, and to be raised. When the Passion begins, Matthew and Mark probably summed up Peter's discipleship with the sentence, Peter followed at a distance. If you name Jesus, he will name you. If you profess him as your Lord, he will give you a new identity, inviting you to grow into it. In the words of 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, Come to Christ, a living stone, chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourselves be built up into a spiritual house.